This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Well, welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Navy veteran. So we'll have some topic about that. But Tracy Enos is joining me to talk about LinkedIn and how businesses could uh, promote their business. Welcome to the show. Hi, Butch. Good morning. I'm so gr- glad that I'm here today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to do this. And um, I, and I know we ran cross um, paths on, on LinkedIn, but we actually have a similar background. Uh, we were both in the Navy and we actually went to very similar schools, um, aviation electronics. Can you give a little background on yourself, where you came from? I'd love to hear a little bit more about your Navy background and then obviously moving into what you're doing today for businesses. Yeah, sure. So um, I was a Cali girl, <laughs> and uh, um, but now I'm a transplant in the Kansas City, and I, I love the Kansas City area. I think I was built to be, you know, in a slower area, but I'm like the fastest talker in the city. So <laughs> that's that California in me. But um, yeah, so I, I, I took a stab at college, and some things happened, and so I moved back to San Jose, and within a few months, um, I enrolled in the Navy. Back then, it would, they were just getting started with the the ladies being combat rated. And so mm-hmm. I was one of the first, which was really cool. And I got, a, you know, a, a, a tips, you know, from my CO on how to actually get the rating that I want. Because they kind of wanted to stick me in the bottom of a ship, yep. you know, the boiler room. Sure. <laughs> we all know what the boiler room is, right? Yeah, That's right. no fun. Um, but in fact, you know, I tried to go to the Air Force first because I wanted to be a pilot. But of course, my vision doesn't allow me to be a pilot. And he said, we don't have anything open for you. So he hand walked me over to the Navy recruiter, which he wasn't supposed to do. But my ASVAB scores were so good. Um, this is why the tip, you know, to how to get into uh, the electronics. And mm-hmm. so that I got I got in there and it was great. And um went to boot camp in Orlando and was a section leader and walked out of boot camp. Um, I walked into the Navy as an E2 and out of boot camp, I was an E4 and they went to Millington, Tennessee. Isn't that where you went to? Millington? No, they moved the school, uh, the, the, the electronic school to Pensacola. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. you were several years after me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 They definitely made some changes. Orlando shut down. Uh, all of it's going through great, uh, Grays Lake. And then obviously the school had moved. Um, I do think that like the, the non-aviation side of what you and I were doing, I was more component level. I think you were more wiring and, uh, the radar fire school, whatever they call it, um, is in a different spot. I'm not sure where, but I know the aviation and a lot the basic form of electronic schooling is in Pensacola. Yeah, I was, uh, well, I was more flight line level. Yeah. So we would run out with the O-scopes kind of thing and kind of yeah. figure out what's going on with the planes. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're trying to phase out the O-scopes. They're putting it inside the computers uh, these days. So when I was in, we worked on after, so you were on the front line and I was I was behind closed doors. I would say this air-conditioned shop that 40 degrees that you always had to wear coats and we would hook them up to these big computers and the O-scope was built inside of the, the computer. And for those who are listening in O-scope, it's just a way to measure um, current flow through uh, a circuit. It's been so long since I've even messed with it because they were phasing them out. I, I, I swear they, they want to eliminate jobs to a certain degree and let computers do it just like the rest of the world is. But And I'm sure you had a lot of fun. Did you, did you uh, spend some time at sea? No, I never made it. Um, I was discharged due to medical and an injury okay. to my yeah. leg. But 
But what, what was cool was I was like the only girl in my class. So yeah. I had Navy and Marines that were both mm-hmm. at this base. So and they did not like each other. So there was Marines on one side of the classroom and the Navy yeah. was on the other. Mm-hmm. And I was getting razzed a lot by the Navy guys. So I would always sit with the Marines, which, you know, made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And times have changed when I was going to that school. Uh, the Marines sat in the back of the room just coincidentally because most of us were Navy. Uh, we were mixed. I would say probably 30, 40 percent were women. Um, so they were definitely increasing and growing. And I think that's positive um, for the work environment because guys don't know everything. And, you know, working together as a team, it all works together. And so being on the front line, I could imagine that. Did you stay, uh, were you stationed at an air station somewhere? No, I, I actually married one of the guys from boot camp who was actually went to the same school and actually ended up in the same classroom as me. Oh, wow. How coincidental is that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was top in my class. Yeah. And, and I mean, women weren't well received in the beginning to begin with. And then a girl to succeed and be top, you know, top three in her class over all the men kind of added a little insult to injury. Yep. It was. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> was not well received, but you know, I'm a personable girl, so I, di- I didn't get picked on too much. Sure, sure. And, and obviously, I mean, you're bringing a lot from the military and being top from your class, you're bringing that to the business world. And I think that and that's great, especially because in a professional environment, LinkedIn's where it's at, right? And so whether yeah, it it's rec- uh, recruiting for new staff, uh, new sales development, or even just retention with current client base. And and you developed the program, you've written and published material on it, and um, you kind of became top of your class, so to speak, related to uh, LinkedIn. And, I, and you created this nice profile checklist. I think today a lot of people have their profiles up because years ago, and you could probably remember this, where LinkedIn profiles were going on there and they barely had anything. They didn't type in, in like, job, or not even job description or ownership of uh, any detail. And some of them didn't even have a picture on there. Uh, or if they did all the text, they never put a picture. And so yeah. having a guide definitely really helps. Your summary has actually put it up and, and we can make that available or you could let people know how they could get it. But I think um, there's a lot of things in there and especially if things keep changing and even in uh, your book, you talk about things changing along the way and LinkedIn changing the name or how they want to structure, but they're all doing it. So even Facebook and other platforms for marketing, uh, they're changing how they do business just because not only just revenue wise, but LinkedIn uh, is a lot more favored in the business world. And most of the stuff, if not all of it that you have access to, it costs you nothing. And so to be able to promote whether you're a salesperson within an organization or if you're a business owner trying to uh, obviously make some sales and increase the market spread that you have, um, I think it's a great way. And one of the things um, that I wanted to point out that I thought was really cool because it is something new is called the feature section because there are things that I post um, myself and they end up getting disappeared or lost in the shuffle. Can you share some background on this featured method on the profile that maybe some people wouldn't know? And then what are some advantages that we could take out of it? Sure. That uh, came about, oh, if my memory serves me well, either late 2019 or early 2020. Mm -hmm. And they took away the activity. So Mm -hmm. um, you can see your activity, but when you're logging to go and look at somebody else's profile, that all went away. Mm -hmm. And you're like, where did that activity box go? So 
um, like where you're, I mean, not their activity, but I mean, like your articles, that activity mm-hmm. and like right, it right. all disappeared. And so they, they replaced it with this featured box, which is right under your about section. And we talk about that because that, that'll change if you're in a creator profile, which is brand new this year. But um, it, what it does is it allows you to highlight certain rich media. So you would have the rich media also section underneath your about section. So they took away that and created the featured section. So this is where you can highlight your articles, uh, posts that you've put in the news feed, um, any links like to YouTube or Vimeo videos, maybe links to podcasts that, you know, uh, that you've been guest interviews on, articles, anything like that, that you can highlight that will actually create some more expertise and authority for you. Because mm-hmm. that's what people want to know at the end of the day is, you know, if they get to work with you, do you have the expertise to help them? Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is a great place to showcase all those items right there. So like yep. if you were writing a lot of articles, they disappeared. You mm-hmm. have to go in there and hit the plus button and then feature, go in through your articles and then feature the article that you wish to do. Which mm-hmm. is the one thing I don't like about this section is because what if I want people to see more than one article? Because in the featured section, you only get to see the first two to three highlights. You can click see all, but come on, how many people do that? That's correct. Right. right so right. you want your best two to three you know, media sitting up top, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Um, that's that's the only thing I don't like about the the, the publishing section and, and LinkedIn has tried to and highlight that through what they call newsletters now so people can subscribe to your articles to kind of get around that but it still hasn't rolled out to everybody. I still don't even have it now I typically either get the beta or I'm one of the first to get it because I'm considered a power user in LinkedIn sure mm-hmm. but I still haven't gotten it. Wow. Frustrated with that. Yeah. 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 And, and one of the reasons I picked out to talk about the featured is because, you know, uh, even with, with me, with some prospect or, or building relationships with folks and, and try to get a little bit more of a background. So our conversations aren't so cold, obviously how we, uh, we connected. I noticed that you were uh, a Navy vet and uh, we had similar backgrounds. So uh, it just gave us a little bit more information, but like, browsing from profile to profile, a lot of times the information there, whether it's the, the, the about section or where you're from ends up being very similar between profile to profile and going right to content because there's a lot of people such as myself, they look for content creation. Like, what have you done? Show me a case study. Tell me about what you're doing. Put your own spin on it, kind of make it your own. And uh, I reference like the, some of these top talent shows that they go, a lot of times they get, pick because they're using their own personality and they're putting their own their own spin on things and it doesn't necessarily mean that it was part of the original it just means that it was theirs and i think that for me as a uh, business owner entrepreneur and looking for candidates to either come work for me or try to generate business those are some of the things i look for and maybe it's not for everybody because every section of that profile is important to get Mm -hmm. information because different people are looking for different things plus keyword searches whether it's through uh, a search engine and LinkedIn profiles show up uh, or somebody's using LinkedIn itself to actually do a search and try to find, let's say, if I'm looking for something, you know, a consultant for something or a specific industry, some of the, the keywords, like I'm a big ultra running and I've actually used ultra running as a search and there's people that put it in their profile and it's like, well, cool. Now I have something else to connect with this person if it meets all the other factors that I was looking for. 
So by, by putting your, your best content up front, at least uh, people are, are, are able to see some of the, your best work and, and, and be able to pick it out. Um, I would just say your best content. I think it needs to be the content that you're focusing on with your business objectives and your goals for using LinkedIn to acquire clients mm -hmm. or business development. So I think they should be, you know, relevant. The content should be relevant to your goals. Because when somebody goes and views your profile, you don't want something off the wall that has absolutely nothing to do with what you're trying to accomplish in LinkedIn in that rich media section. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a great point, and and that leads to maybe um, some of the things I know you in your in your book you had talked about publishing and, and writing, but but I guess you know how do, how does somebody sit down and actually figure out what to write, and 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 have you had that conversation with some of these business owners on hmm. how to get them started, maybe some quick tips, and maybe they don't know what to write um, because they feel like they're boring inside. But how do you pull that out? Like, what are some ideas that some of these business owners should be writing about? Sure. Well, I've learned a lot of, you know, tricks of the trade along the way over the years um, from just either being in the trenches or from highly, you know, skilled folks like Dan Kennedy. Mm -hmm. um, so a uh, fan of Dan Kennedy spoke on a stage in 2017 in Cleveland. It was an amazing experience. Thought I was going to vomit when I got yeah, up on yeah. stage, but I did it right. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm... But what I learned is that stories sell. Yes. And so um, you've got to, I like his formula. It's, it's a story about a pain point and then you're going to really agitate that pain point. So really what, what is it that, you know, this person or the stories about if they hadn't solved their problem, what would have happened to them? And so often this is like in businesses, you know, you're, you're the solution to their problem. Right. And so then, then you, you know, say the solution. So it's um, a story, then the pain to that story, you're going to agitate that pain and then you're going to tell the solution or share the solution. And I think that's an easier formula and that's where personality can come out. But even when I feel that business owners are still struggling with the content, this is what I say. And this is what I learned from a past mentor of mine named Mike Koenigs. And mm -hmm. I don't know where he learned it from, but I adopted it is sit down and write out your top 10 frequently asked questions. And you can, you can actually take this content that I'm about to share with, and you can create videos out of it, articles out of it, short content out of it. And you can spin it in so many different directions and it's appropriate for not just LinkedIn, but other social platforms as well. So the top frequently asked questions, what are people asking you about your, in your business that are the top 10 questions, right? Everybody's got them, you know, and if you don't know what they are, go look in your email, your clients are asking you questions. So mm -hmm. go formulate a list of those. The next should be 10 should ask questions. What are people not asking that they should before hiring somebody in your business? you know, whether it's your product or your, or your uh, service. And I think right there, now you have 20 pieces of content. You can create an ebook. Like I said, you can create articles, you can create, you know, that's 20 videos. That's a lot of content right there. And I think that's where a lot of people should get started. And then I, I guarantee you the creativeness will come out and then some more ideas will come out as you go. And then just, you know, just create a list of the additional ideas and content and start creating it, period. Hey gang. Ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing, weird expenses coming out of nowhere, and when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much, 
If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006, or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zemar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zemar to work for you now. Yeah, and then obviously once we create it, there's uh, an element of promotion. But before we promote it, though, we got to find a target audience. And so LinkedIn gives us some tools. But in the basic format, what are some ideas or like maybe one or two things that how how do they find their target market on LinkedIn? What are some things that even LinkedIn brings to the table for them? Well, we actually teach this. It's the foundation work. And it's all going to start in how you build out your profile and your company page, too. You got to sit back and identify who that person or people are, right? So what are their demographics? You know, what are their titles? What, you know, part of the country or the world do they live in? Um, What's their age group? Uh, What industries are they in? You know, how many people in the company? Um, like how many employees, I mean, we could really dive deep into that, but not just the demographics. Cause we, there's a tool called sales navigator that LinkedIn has that actually you can use filters such as the ones I just mentioned to find those folks in LinkedIn, but we need to dive deep into what, you know, what's really their ultimate, you know, desires that they have for their business. What kind of pain points are they experiencing that they need to solve? And when you can sit down and identify those then you've really kind of identified who those clients are really. So, you know, the technical term for that is called psychographics and you can dive even deeper into that, you know, um, based on, uh, you know, what influencers are they following? What kind of publications online and offline are they reading? Um, what TV channels do they watch? I mean, it just depends on your industry, right? right what, right. you know, political, you know, people are they following? You know, what, what are their views on this or that? How many kids in their household are they renters? I mean, it's just, you can really dive deep into that, but I don't think it, you don't need to dive that deep into for LinkedIn purposes, but you really need to understand because at the end of the day, you're filling out a profile that's going to speak to that client. It's client facing. We want to want to know, and we're going to pre-qualify that audience by who are they? Who are those people that you're trying to um, resonate with and connect with and build a, a business relationship with? What is it that you do? How do you do it? How are you different than your competition? And at the end of the day, these folks want to know what is really in it for them. What kind of results and outcomes can they expect working with you over your competition? And that should all be focused in the profile. In the profile, and I think that's where there's a a, a huge gap in how people are creating their profiles. And it's it's not the easiest thing to do, but if you do that hard work on the back end, that's going to serve you for all of the the front end stuff that you're going to do within your marketing campaign, it's relevant for not just your profile and company page, it's relevant for your messaging, connecting and messaging folks, it's relevant for your articles, it's relevant for your content, and it's relevant for, you know, any responses that you have when people message you. So I don't think people are taking the time to do that. And then they just want to go and throw something up really quick in, in their profile, and then they get to marketing and they're going to miss big opportunity. I guarantee you, I've done it personally. I've missed six, seven figures worth of opportunity because I didn't do this correctly. And I sped through it instead of taking the time. 
Yeah, and and you bring up a, a lot of good points, and it starts off um, obviously with the the profile and what your target uh, it is, and and people I know they they end up stopping there, and I and I guess with LinkedIn they give you so many options to actually promote um, some of this content that they're actually there between regular posts, uh, they give you uh, live videos are newer, I think, within what, in the last couple of years or so. Yeah, and more and more businesses are, are starting mm-hmm. to use that. Um, not everybody, mm-hmm. I think it's like this ghost product that's there, but uh, hopefully uh, some businesses could start using it a little bit more. I know they were using um, another platform a lot more for the live stuff. And um, uh, there, I've seen some new stuff coming on to LinkedIn. And then, then obviously the article publishing. And so there's a tool that's on there that LinkedIn provides and then allows you to obviously share that article, but you could uh, share it across different platforms. And so, and I think yeah. that's where a huge thing that's missed is not only are you promoting on a LinkedIn method, but you take that article and you could send in an email blast and you share it across multiple networks. And then that's uh, the promotion side of things. Can I give you a big tip about that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So right now it's called newsletters. And I just mentioned that earlier, it just a couple of minutes ago, I still don't have it yet, Mm -hmm. but you can get people to subscribe to your newsletters. And that's where you would promote it across all your other, you know, platforms and your email. And once people subscribe based on their privacy settings, most will get notified when you put up a new article. Mm-hmm. When before you had to go, like my book explains, you have to do a whole full out promotion campaign just to get people over to that article. Mm-hmm. But here's a big tip. Um, just because if you have a, that same article in your blog on your website and you also post it in LinkedIn, Google does not consider that duplicate content because LinkedIn is an authority site. And then more often than not, if you've got good keywords in that article and in that title, it's going to get indexed by Google. And that will probably show up first from your LinkedIn than your blog would, unless you're throwing a bunch of money at SEO to your website. And even then, you know, with all the changes that Google makes, <laughs> there's no guarantee, right? Yeah, for but sure. Because LinkedIn is an authority site. Trust me, my one of my articles, it sat on page one for like a couple years. And even mm-hmm. my article outperformed Richard Branson's article on productivity hacks. Wow. Now, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's definitely, it puts you to the top of the class again. Right. right. And, and you have developed or worked on these techniques over a period of time, but I know one story that you had shared where you were trying to figure out what to do and you were in the hospital bed because of some burns or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do I do? What do I do? And then you created this profile and, and you started um, trying to do some of the things that you talk about in your coaching program and, and, and your pro and the program in general and your uh, materials but then uh, you were able to, like, from the hospital bed, generate thousands of dollars uh, <laughs> worth of consultant fees. And I did. Yeah, yeah well, and I think that's just phenomenal. Well, it was the foundation that I built first. That was, mm-hmm. you know, the profile and the activity, the consistency of the activity I'd done prior to the burns in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, I did. All doped up on morphine and God knows what else they had me on in the burn unit. Six days in the burn unit, second or third day in. Yeah, I sold a three thousand dollar coaching <laughs> coaching contract, uh, all doped up, and I don't recommend anybody do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not condoning getting mm-hmm. all drunk or high <laughs> and trying <laughs> to sell your services. Yes, but I kind of knew what I was talking about, and and this person had been, you know, um, they had met me before, and they'd been watching my activity in LinkedIn, and they really finally realized that I was, you know, the expert, you know, in at the time in, you know 
in what they needed. And so, yeah, I did that. But it was the article that I posted in October. That's just the one I was telling you about that was Productivity Hacks and Ranked mm-hmm. Above Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. That article netted me five more figures in just the article alone. Like 1,200, I got like 1,200 connections, connection requests, mm-hmm. and five figures in coaching in a matter of 24 hours. That's awesome. It was yeah. Crazy. Yeah, which which has led you to working on other things. And I know at the beginning, before we started going live, that you uh, you had something um, top secret that's that you guys are working on behind closed doors. You're waiting for the editor to make some changes. But can you give us a little sneak peek on what's yet to come? Uh, I know you can't disclose everything, but maybe it'll right. it'll pique some interest for some people out there. Well, what we are finding since last year, this is where the aha moment came in. You know, I've been toying with this idea for a while. I created a digital course years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had done more, a lot of, you know, corporate and one-to-one biz for small business owners coaching. And we realized when LinkedIn in the first 60 days of the pandemic came out with this statistic that their engagement and activity on LinkedIn had, um, increased by 55% in the first 60 days of the pandemic over all of 2019. That wow. got me to thinking. So I went into sales navigator and I pulled up one of their little filters about, how many people worldwide in the last 30 days joined LinkedIn? Butch, there was over 3 million of them. And I'm like, all right, this is getting me thinking. They don't know anything about LinkedIn. They're just coming in. LinkedIn's 18 years old. They're just coming in now. They, they don't have any idea how to use this platform or use it effectively. And then what about all the folks that like they were on LinkedIn but because they were either furloughed, laid off, or corporate sent them home to work remotely, they've had to scramble and really learn how to use LinkedIn. And a lot of them really didn't know how to do it. You know, they're like, I'm on LinkedIn, now what? So that got us to thinking. So, you know, I I have competitors, as we all do, um, but typically their programs will be everything LinkedIn. And with LinkedIn changing as quickly as it does, that's really hard. And with, you know, all the moving parts that LinkedIn has, you don't really need to use all of them in order to make six or seven figures just using LinkedIn without using ads at all. And so I thought, you know what, let's get people to implement because that's the biggest challenge that these course creators have when they have a two or $3,000 product, people are overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We are developing the first portion of where you get started with LinkedIn. And that is that foundation work. It is, it's the same thing. If I hadn't had that foundation, my career and my business wouldn't have survived those third degree burns. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that's where people need to start. We got to get back to basics and, you know, everybody gets blindsided by the shiny object, right? The -hmm. new content marketing. Oh, look at this new tool to create these cool videos and do all that. Well, if you really haven't built that foundation your activities in LinkedIn are tied to your profile. 99% of what you are doing in LinkedIn, people are going to get curious about, and they're going to go back and view your profile. And if that profile isn't showcasing you, your expertise, the human side of you, the likability factor and who it is that you work with and how you can help them, then you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Well, this has definitely been great. And I think people need to listen and especially business owners and sales reps that are out there trying to get generate new business in this new world that uh, we're facing with COVID and, and less contacts in person, like the, the good old days is what I call it. 
if somebody was listening to this podcast and wanted to get a hold of you or learn more about this uh, new program that's coming out or get a hold of your book, how do they get in touch with you? Well, first, they can go to my LinkedIn profile and connect with me and just let me know in a personal note that you heard me on Butch's podcast, which is amazing podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then, um, and then right now they can um, get on the cusp of it by going to LinkedIn to publishing.com. It's, it's a pretty crappy landing page. Trust me, we'll have a better one, but you'll get notified and you'll get a copy of my book and the 23 point profile checklist. But what we're developing right now is going to be a complete free masterclass. Mm-hmm. And then of course, at the end of the masterclass, we're going to try and sell you the, the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. Right. But you also will um, have an opportunity to get our 28 point profile checklist, which has got all the new updates with the exception of the the creator profiles, which are brand new this year. We haven't added that yet. So um, but you'll you know, not everybody's a a creator or content creator, so it wouldn't apply to everybody. So but this 28 point profile checklist covers everything. Look, folks, I'm going to tell you what, it, Butch probably would have never talked to me had he not scrolled through my profile and saw my military experience. And that's where we resonated. And I think people neglect to add those sections to their profile. If that's mm-hmm. the human side of you. And I think that's, you know, that's the likability. That's the, oh, I like you. I trust you because you have some, we have something similar in common. Mm-hmm. And all these other gurus out there are teaching, not teaching that. They're just teaching a couple sections. You hit it uh, right in the head, I think, where uh, people do business with who they uh, know, like, and trust. And the, the one way that you can go from cold to warm is having some type of common element. Uh, and in our case, not only it was the Navy, but it was the aviation slash electronics background, right. which gave more a lot more background together as, as being from the same space. So it felt like that we already knew each other. We're just in different walks of life. And so uh, this has definitely been great. For those who are listening, we're going to put um, the links available in the show notes. So that way you could click and go right to it and, and get in touch with uh, Tracy. Tracy, this has been great. Thanks much. I was happy to be here.